Okay, okay, hit me with it. What's going on? Uh, number one, trans stuff. Oh, God. Okay. Every once in a while, I find myself on, like, when I'm on Twitter, accidentally falling into a thread where people are being very uh, transphobic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've um, I've done that once or twice before. And it's often not intentional. I just like end up in there and it fucks with my head. But what kills me aren't the people that are like conservative and dislike trans people. It's the people that are part of the LGBTQ community or are generally progressive but also don't like trans people yeah especially because they use a lot of the progressive language yeah to say that trans people are bad yeah and one of them i saw earlier and i was just like it hurt me inside was and it's something that it comes from both progressives and conservatives is that trans women aren't women they just want to get they want to say they are to get into women's spaces and take women's rights. And this putting the spaces aside for a second, it just leaves me with the question of what rights do women <laughs> have? What extra rights do women have that I am gaining <laughs> by being a trans woman? Because last time I checked, there are protections for being a woman in certain like legal cases, because you know, you're as a woman you're still part of a oppressed class though it's gotten significantly better yeah than a lot of other oppressed classes it's still part and depending on where you go you might be much worse off than other but generally in the united states women are better off than most other oppressed classes yes but still do not have the same level of privilege socially that men do. Yeah. Um, but what rights? No, yeah. It's like when, when you came out <laughs> as a trans woman, you basically like had to hand over some of your rights. Like, like yeah, what <laughs> extra rights have I gained? What what rights am I seeking to gain? I don't like the right to bear children because I haven't magically gained that right, nor do I want it. I have not gained any rights. Yeah. And as for the spaces, I haven't gained access to any women's spaces because I'm too scared to go in women's spaces. Yeah. It, um, I hate to fucking bring this woman up, but JK Rowling is back on her bullshit That's on Twitter. That's what it started with. <laughs> it was people talking about that shit. So essentially, what happened? What happened was... What happened was... JK started tweeting about how... And I do not call her Joanne. Um, I know that a lot of people do when they're trying to be mean to her. But that is my grandmother's name. So I'm just going to call her JK. I'm pretty sure I called her Joanne a lot in the last little thing we did when we talked about her. But, like, I I, I don't want to do it anymore. It makes me sad. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, JK got on Twitter and she was talking about how she has received a lot of death threats from trans rights activists and stuff like that. And what I'll say is 
I do not agree with sending anyone death threats, though the example she used was a tweet where someone said, I wish you a merry pipe bomb in your mailbox. Like, I know that's, I know that's not not okay, okay, but but it's it's still so funny. It's not really a death threat. It's not a death threat. It's just someone fantasizing about someone putting a pipe bomb in her mailbox. And I understand the issue with it, but like. Yeah, that was, I just like, I love that, like, if she's been receiving legitimate death threats of people being like, I'm going to come to your house and kill you. The example she chose to use was someone frivolously saying, hope someone puts a bomb in your mailbox. Like (laughs) I, I do not agree with sending death threats. No, of course not. I don't think it ever benefits the cause and not in a, you have to only protest peacefully or blah, 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 kind of thing. But just in a, literally, you don't gain anything from sending someone a, a death threat. For and if anything, like. it, it proves, it, it quote unquote, quote unquote, quote, quote unquote, proves the other side's point about your side being bad. And it's like, what, but if we're, like, we're going to that point, do I then get to say, okay, JK, rolling down a hill um you're on the same side as a lot of people that send trans people death threats yeah so you're also bad and evil yeah i can't remember what it was a few days ago um i think it was a prosecutor uh or some lawyer was talking about how you know, they were fighting against the rights for trans girls to play sports or to be able to use the girls' bathrooms at high schools. And she literally quoted J.K. Rowling when she was saying it. And the flaw, the huge flaw in J.K. and many people like hers logic is they try to say, I love trans people, but like they're only acceptable versions of trans people are like completely fully transitioned people who pass a hundred percent and have had all their surgeries and you know everything and that you wouldn't be able to tell them apart from a like i don't want to say a newer trans person a fresher trans person a more recently uh blossomed trans person um and And they fail to understand that, like, there's, like, a whole fucking process for that. Like, you can't just do it overnight the way Caitlyn Jenner did. Um, And they, they, so they try to spout this rhetoric of, like, no, I love trans people. I support trans people. But then everything they say is, like, to the benefit of transphobes. If you say you support a group and literally everyone in that group says nothing you're saying is accurate or supports me and only hurts me, then you're not supporting the group. It doesn't matter how often you try and say, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. You're not the one that gets to make that decision. Yeah. And she's tried to say like, oh, I've received so many messages from trans people who are so thankful for me. And I'm like, I don't believe you. But, like, there are, there's always going to be, like, a traitor amidst a group of people. So, like, it's possible that maybe a couple of trans people have 
been like, oh, yeah, like you support like because they might be trans medicalists or something like that. People who like do not support trans people who don't want to have surgery and stuff. Um, But like, I just don't I don't understand how she thinks that any of her viewpoints are pro trans because all of them seem to be, first of all, focused around an argument about sex not being real that she seems to think people love to make and that sex is real sex is real and sorry there's Lindsay ellis does a great video on the history of pop culture transphobia and part of it that she talks about is sex is real Every trans person acknowledges that sex is real. That's why we're focused so hard on the healthcare aspect of being transgender because you need the, the medical care in order to address your sex not matching your gender. <laughs> One of the things I saw was somebody was like, so can a biological man become a biological woman? And I'm like, that's, but what do you mean biological? And that's like, do you mean, can their chromosomes be changed? Because currently, no. Theoretically, it's possible yeah, in the future. Yeah, for sure. But no, their chromosomes can't be changed. But like, what are you basing biological sex off of? Because there's a lot that plays into it other than chromosomes. Yeah, there are plenty of women born all the time with Y chromosomes. Yeah. And they're fully women. They're fully presenting as women. There are men who are born all the time with an extra X chromosome. So if you, aside from the chromosomal factor, which again is super shitty and makes no sense because people can be born with a different series of chromosomes and it not actually change their sex. All the chromosome does is really tell the body how to start forming in the womb what direction to take. Yeah. And the, so like when you're asking the question, like can a biological man become a biological woman? The answer I would say is yes, because you can have vaginoplasty and you can have your, you can have top surgery and you can have hormone replacement therapy. I've and, literally grown my own tits. Yeah. <laughs> In all senses of the word, you be you can become a quote unquote biological woman. The only difference is that physiologically right now, and this is actually not that far down the pipeline, you cannot reproduce. Yeah, with I can't have a uterus. Yes. However, that could happen within the next 20 years of our lifetimes. And like also, that however, a uterus doesn't make a woman. Exactly. My mom doesn't have a uterus. Brandon's mom doesn't have a uterus. Lucy doesn't have a uterus. She's still a female cat. <laughs> like, it's... Being able to physically reproduce does not make you a woman. There are sterile women. Women who, from the time they are born, are unable to have children. But that doesn't change the fact that they're women. Like, it's... Oh, this conversation is so like tired, but these people don't want to hear it because like they're trying to shield their transphobia behind this sense of like, won't someone think of the children? 
I don't know or if you ever intellectualism, right? I don't know if you ever read Rowling's essay that she put out last year. Um, but part of it was her saying, "If I had grown up in today's environment, I might have chosen to transition because I was a tomboy." And I was like, "No, the fuck you wouldn't, because you didn't think you were a boy." Like that's like what. <laughs> The whole part of this that people seem to not understand is that you have a deep, unending feeling inside of you that who you are presenting as is wrong. Having short hair and wearing sneakers to school doesn't change the fact that you view yourself as a woman. (laughs) There are literally trans women tomboys. Yes! Yes! There are- What the fuck? (laughs) There are- butch lesbian trans women yes god i don't know it's like and it's because jk rowling is a staunch second wave feminist right she's she has this very very stringent view of the way that women and men present themselves and the way that men do certain things and women do certain things they should be separated and that's fine for some reason that's the way that Feminism worked back then. And you know what? It was fine for its time because it was a time when women had no independence. They may as well have been secondary citizens to men. This was a time when women couldn't open bank accounts. They couldn't own property because they couldn't own a credit card. Like it was a whole different time. So segmenting women away from men in such that they could have their own spaces and their own independence was important. But fourth wave feminism, there's a reason that the waves have changed. Fourth wave feminism isn't concerned with separating women from men. It's more concerned with combining the two genders so that we can all live equally and not have this disparity between us. It's the feminism isn't about raising women up to be superior to men it's about getting rid of the gendered elements that are of detriment to our society exactly toxic masculinity the gender the forced gender roles and narratives around them yeah exactly and that is something that people like jk just cannot get their heads around Um, and I know that we ranted about this before, but like, obviously this is a topic that is very close to home, you know, Emmy as a trans woman and me as someone who loves a trans woman very much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, it's just like, it's something that like, I don't know if, if you follow me on Twitter, (laughs) you have seen me become completely enraged with these issues, uh, especially since JK started spouting her bullshit. Um, she has so much influence in the world today that it's it's really terrifying. Lindsay Ellis, in another video that she made specifically addressing the JK Rowling situation when it was first happening, um, she said that because of JK's power and influence, people are going to trust her opinion on this situation more than they will trust the lived experiences of trans people. Like if JK says that men are dressing up as women and going into women's spaces in order to harm them, then Mary and Steve from Middlebrook, Ohio are going to trust that they're doing that because JK Rowling wouldn't lie about that would she why would she she's a children's author what would be her motivation and what women's spaces because there's, yeah. <laughs> like, there's only two i ever really hear about the first is bathrooms and the second is sports 
setting aside sports, because honestly, I don't give two flying fucks about sports. And I have so little investment in the topic of sports that I just choose to kind of not partake in that specific one, even though I am on the side of, yeah, let trans women play sports because after a long enough period of time of HRT, which isn't actually that long, the hormones are no different from a, a somebody born from a biological a woman <laughs> biological woman um, a or somebody... as as jk likes to refer to them a natal woman natal. okay you know what okay now i'm going on the sports thing anyways point being hormones play a large role in the way that the body not just in development but throughout life functions mm-hmm. in terms of physical prowess yeah testosterone is the primary hormone involved in muscle building this is why women on average have a lower muscle mass because they have less testosterone on average not all women though yeah some women have higher testosterone levels than men so i live with a trans man who does not take hormones and i cannot tell apart from a cis man. Yeah. Because they've always had high testosterone levels. They're they're not consistent even amongst people that are considered physiologically a woman. Oh yeah, there was a whole thing uh like last year or the year before that where there was this woman who was in a weightlifting competition and she's like this massive like mountain of a woman, like absolutely jacked. I would not cross this woman any day of the week. She looked like she could destroy me. And people were like, this is what you want in women's sports. She's a cis woman. That was a cisgender woman. Like, so what's your fucking point? Like, I don't understand. If your issue, what your issue there seems to be then is the way that their physiology yes and at which point okay find a fun way to make distinctions in physiology to create different uh athletic levels maybe we could call it something fun like a weight class Ooh, (laughs) that's good it's almost like weight class generally works because people around the same weight are around the same uh physiology yeah because you know same mass generally yeah also your tendons and ligaments are affected by uh hormones fun fact Mm -hmm. so when you take uh estrogen yeah and shut off your testosterone it can actually shorten your tendons and ligaments yeah anyway aside from the sports spaces yeah bathrooms bathrooms i don't use women's restrooms the one time i did i was on a date and my date stood outside the restroom so that nobody else would come in so i would feel safe because i didn't feel safe going into the men's restroom because i was dressed as a woman yeah so she guarded the door for me yeah because i was like i can't go into a women's restroom and there's not a family restroom which i prefer to go into if at all possible 
what do you think I'm going to do? And I've literally, when I was in middle school and high school, I got nude pictures of people that I did not think intended for me to receive that picture and deleted them. Yeah. (laughs) So you think I'm going to go into a bathroom and try and peep on women? It's funny um, because the people who are really suffering from this, like, panic of trans people going into bathrooms are cis women. Because, like, rather masculine women are being attacked in bathrooms. Because trans women don't use women's bathrooms unless they are passing. Yeah. So, like, you, like, like, there have been at least six cases of cis women being assaulted in women's bathrooms because people believe that they're trans. It's, it is all stupid. None of it makes sense. It, there is absolutely no precedent for trans women going into bathrooms and assaulting other women. Not to mention... Most sexual assaults are committed by someone you know. So if you know a particularly sketchy trans woman who just happens to be a cunt, I mean, I I wouldn't want you to go into the- a, You can be a trans woman and assault somebody. Yeah. But you're not assaulting people because you're a trans woman. Oh, yeah. It's, um... <sighs> I had something that I was going to say and then I forgot. The bathroom's not a sexy place. It's not. I wouldn't want to be doing anything (laughs) sexual in a bathroom, in a public bathroom. Uh, I'll stick to my personal shower for that. (laughs) Like, and one of the things that got me was people were talking about oppressed classes and how you can't have somebody from a higher class identify themselves as an oppressed class yeah and i'm like bitch i've literally identified myself as an oppressed class lower than the oppressed class that you think i'm trying to be in yeah because women and men hate me (laughs) for what i am yeah society doesn't like me I feel for... I like you. I like you and your unique voice. I'm sorry. Second topic. (laughs) Second topic. Economics. Okay, here we go. We're going going more leftist. Okay, (laughs) keep going, keep going. also came about because of Twitter because I saw people arguing over individualism versus collectivism. And uh, oh god, okay, let me go get my psychology textbooks. Uh sorry, sociology me, textbooks. Let me tell you people. If you think that arguing against socialism <laughs> is arguing against collectivism and you're arguing for individualism, Unless, unless you are a staunch libertarian, you are wrong. And by staunch libertarian, I mean that in the strictest yeah. of definitions. You better be completely supporting yourself. Because yeah. 
the off nature- the grid, sovereign citizen, nothing else around you. The nature of living in a society is collectivism. If yep. you think that you can live in a society and be part of individualism, you don't understand what it means. It's people focus so much on there's this there's this huge thing and it, it, it's it, it's it's highly focused in religious communities. Um, I have found because the idea of most modern religions is I am special. Sky Daddy loves me. <laughs> I have my own special place in this entire story. I am not just one of many. I am one that was specially made to be on this journey by myself. And let's be honest, uh, no offense to our potentially religious listeners, but this is a symptom of the largest religion, three religions in the world being Abrahamic religions, starting with Judaism, which is... The entire Old Testament is basically God saying the Jews are special people and everyone else is worthless. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. We love spirituality on this show. Um, <laughs> we don't hate anyone for their religion. However, when you use that religion to forcibly oppress other people, that's when we have a problem. And the problem with the ploy of individualism in modern society is that you cannot exist on an individual basis outside of your own community. I'm except for very few exceptions like celebrities and stuff like that. But for the vast majority of people, you might be an individual in your own community. You might be an individual in your friend group, in your family. Um, but on a grand scale, you're not, you are one piece of a large moving cog in an even larger moving machine that needs to work together in order to prosper. I had a conversation several years ago with someone who was like, I can't believe that there are people who do vaccine testing. And I was like, I would absolutely do vaccine testing. I would test for a vaccine against AIDS. I would test for a vaccine against, you know, whatever. Um, and he was like, why? And I was like, because I want humanity to survive. It's not because just me living here. There's a different, it's, they seem to mix up the concept of societal individualism and psychological individualism. Yes. And you can't, you can't take psychological individualism and pit it against collectivism as a society. Exactly. You are a special person. You're a very unique person in your own right. And we love you very much. However... Every other person is unique. Everyone on the planet is their own special person. And do you know what that means? Nobody's a special fucking person. <laughs> if everyone is a hero, then nobody is a hero. As conservatives would like to say, I am a special snowflake. Except I'm not a special snowflake. Because when everybody's a special snowflake... No one is. You're just a pile of snow. You're just a pile of snow. And tangenting further into this individualism versus collectivism thing. 
the taxation is theft bullshit that I saw come up. And I'm like, people who are against being taxed don't don't seem to comprehend the depths to which that taxation is necessary. If you genuinely believe that you should not be taxed, stop using roads. Don't use public schools, which I know some of them would be like, yeah, no, don't use a public school. I can teach my kids myself, which is going to end fucking horribly for humanity as a whole. What's so funny. (laughs) What's so funny is like, I, if I have kids, would like to homeschool them, but like not for the reason that like that most of these people want to homeschool them like i genuinely am someone who cares a lot about education and i want to give my my children like a full and robust education instead of forcing them to endure the public school system which is a, a highly collectivist machine but not in a great way <laughs> yeah when you live in a state that once that consistently tries to get creationism put in the science classroom and uh, yeah have actual negative aspects of American history removed from history books uh, and essentially lie yeah or lie through omission to future generations uh, yeah it becomes a little bit of a problem yeah because the point of school is to give a good foundation for everyone in society to ensure that everyone is on a level playing field and understands information the same way and knows what's true and not and not true to the best of our under current understanding and when you intentionally obfuscate the truth and delete things from knowledge that you don't like you're no longer serving that purpose exactly um, and okay, go ahead. The taxes. Yes, taxes. Taxes pay for this shit, and it kills me. Like I, I almost swayed my stepdad into supporting uh, um, nationalized healthcare. Yeah, when he's a staunch conservative. Yeah, because what. A lot of people don't, cons- they stop at, it's my money and I don't want to support other people. And they don't progress into what it means when they don't support other people. Because we do live in a society. We live in a collective. If you choose to let members of the collective fail because you don't want to help them, it isn't just them failing. Yeah. Yeah. It brings you down too. And this is a very, uh, a, mm, how would you put it? Selfish, uh, self centered take on the concept because it's the best way to appeal to it. But if you don't pay to ensure that everyone receives health care, then the people that can't afford it on their own will only get worse. And it makes it highly likely that those people are going to become drains on the system, as they would put it. 
that are using things like disability and stuff instead of just getting their healthcare problems resolved when they need to be and being able to contribute to the collective. Instead, they're forced to endure and become a net negative. Yeah. Generally against their will. Most people don't want to be on things like disability or unemployment. They don't like it. We're a social species. Psychologically, we have a drive on average to contribute. Yes. And we generally feel bad when we take from the group and don't contribute back. And this isn't just a human thing. You see this in other social species as well that aren't as far developed mentally. You oh, yeah. see where they will reject things that will benefit them as an individual if they know that it will hurt another individual. Yeah. I mean, you see it they, in wolves. In in packs of wolves. They specifically feed the, the youngest and the oldest wolves first to ensure that the ones who need the care are given it first. It's it's a very basic biological concept. And I think a lot of people have fallen into this trap of social Darwinism, of believing that like, oh, if he can't pay for his health care, he doesn't deserve it. And it, that's just such a very depressing way of looking at society. I remember in 2016 when the Trump election was going on, there was this article that came out that was titled... I don't know how to convince you that you're supposed to care about other people. And it's true. If you don't see the good in benefiting all of society, I don't know what to say to you. The only thing that I found to do is literally argue from how it benefits the indivi that individual to help other people. Yeah. Because once you get to the point of them not caring about other people enough, that's the only real option you have to show them where the benefit is yeah. to them sorry i was going to say um the what's stupid about that argument anyway the i don't it's my money and i don't want to pay for other people how do you think health insurance works i was literally going to say that <laughs> That's like on a very base, non-sociological level, we're not even talking about the benefit of the proletariat at this point. It's literally just, if you pay an insurance company, you are paying for other people's health care. That's it. You contribute. The way health insurance works, a health insurance company cannot function if it's not making a profit. Yes. The drive, well, if you want to understand, the drive of a health insurance company is not to help people. Yeah. It is to offer a service that can help people to ensure that they profit yeah. off of it. And that means that there are always is going to be more money going into it than is coming out of it. Yeah. The people, when you pay premiums to a health insurance company, the assumption is that overall, those premiums are going in to go into a collective whole from which people are not going to take entirely. Yes. You are paying more than you are going to use unless you have health problems. It's literally insurance. It is just in case. It's if you really need it. It's the, the private insurance companies are not better because some people can't afford them. 
How fucked up do you have to be to not understand this? The, I talked to someone once who legitimately believed that the money that he was getting from his insurance company was specifically the money that he had given to that insurance company. So I painted him a picture. I what? said, okay, I know, I know. Okay, so I said, okay, okay. Your health insurance is, let's say, this is stupidly low, but like this was just an example. I was like, your health insurance is $100 a month. You sign up for a new plan, pay your your first month's bill for $100. That's all you've paid them. Two weeks later, you get into a motorcycle accident and you break your leg and you have to have $15,000 surgery. But your insurance uh, covers almost all of it because it was a horrible accident. It wasn't your fault and you need it to be paid for. You have to pay a copay, of course, and you might get a bill in the mail later, but it's not going to be for the $15,000 that it costs to get you that surgery. They're going to cover, let's say, uh, $11,000 of the $15,000 surgery. Where did the $11,000 come from, George? If you only gave the insurance company $100, where did the other $10,900 come from? That is insane. When I was 16, I was hospitalized for suicidal depression. And it was $6,000 per day that I was in this mental hospital, which I had to be in or the state could have taken me away from my parents because I had expressed that I wanted to kill myself. So the state forced me to go to this thing and it was $6,000 a day, okay? I was there for six days. That is $36,000. You think my parents paid $36,000 to their oh, no. insurance company? <laughs> Not even dangerous. every single month since the day I was born. If they were paying their health insurance every single month since the day I was born, would they have put $36,000 fucking dollars into, <laughs> into their insurance company? That just brings up a whole nother thing, which is that in the American healthcare system, there are a significant number of situations which result in you being legally required to be put into a medical situation that costs more than most people can afford to pay. Oh, yeah. And there is nothing to do about that except file bankruptcy and destroy your credit if yeah. you can't do if you can't handle the payments. What I'll say is my, I don't remember exactly. It took my parents a couple of years to pay off that hospital stay. They were, they were, I, I think pretty lucky that I wasn't worse off or I would have been in there longer and the insurance might not have covered as much as it did. Um, I, I got very lucky. Like they were able to pay it off in a couple of years. If I got that bill now, I would be fucked. Like there's, I would be, I would be $36,000 for six days in a mental hospital is more than I am in debt for six years of university education. Which comes to another point <laughs> further. Little fun fact about the cost of healthcare in America, because a lot of people see it and they're like, what the fuck? Um, the reason for this is you can let's let's take two different systems uh, and compare them. You have the VA and the private healthcare system. The VA is for veterans. It's a terrible system. 
because oh. we treat our veterans like shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We recruit people 16 years old to go and fight for us and die for us in the Middle East to pad Dick Cheney's wallet. And then they come home and they're like, may I have a scrap of decency? And we're like, no, fuck you. And we kick him into a ditch. And then we say, you can't set up a tent in that ditch. And they're like, but I don't have anywhere to go. You traumatized me and won't pay for my health care. And they're like, sucks for you. You fell for the trap. Oh my God, that gets me onto a tent rant. But first I'm going to finish this point. (laughs) The VA, because it is government run, the government is allowed to negotiate with healthcare providers for prices. However, the government is not allowed to step in and negotiate prices between private healthcare and healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. The exorbitant cost of American healthcare is predominantly due to high executive salaries. And that is paid for uh, it's similar. It's actually very similar to the cost of tuition mm-hmm. bubble, uh, which is the U.S. government was originally in charge of giving student loans. College wasn't that expensive. They took that and said, OK, we're done doing it and gave it to private companies to run. You still get government loans, but it's not actually from the U.S. government. No. It is from companies like Sally Mae. Uh, These are private companies that are working with the government to offer these loans. Yeah. Federal financial aid, not necessarily really coming to you from the government. It is not. No. (laughs) And when... The colleges realized that, oh, hey, the government's not running anymore. It's a private company. They said, we can up the prices and get the private company to pay for it. And the private company said, oh, hey, we can just give students more money, put them in more debt, and then the interest rates will make us even more money Yeah. in the end. And so they just kept inflating. The same thing is how healthcare works. Health insurance companies continue to charge more because they continue to pay more to healthcare providers because healthcare providers realize that they can continue to charge more to health insurance companies. Yeah. There is nobody intervening in the process. By using a nationalized healthcare service, you allow for the government to step in and set bounds on prices and how much you can charge for services and say, wow, you're giving this executive $2 billion a year to sign off on paperwork. Uh, No, that doesn't work when you're trying to charge people a thousand dollars a month for insulin when it costs dollars to make. Yeah. Oh, Emmy, please. Sense. It costs cents to make. Yeah. If most of our listeners, like most of our active listeners do not live in the United States. And I know that they are fucking rolling right now listening to this because it's literally like I, one of my biggest fears, I'm a little overweight. um, And I, one of my biggest fears in life is becoming diabetic because I, 
What? I will not be able to afford insulin. I'll just die. I don't- where the fuck am I supposed to get insulin from? Insurance companies don't cover very much of it. Fucking Candace Owens tweeted the other day about how people are saying that the government's requiring the vaccine or giving the vaccine away for free because it's necessary for the uh, to ensure people don't continue to die. And she was like, well, if that's the case, then why isn't the government uh, helping to pay for or subsidize insulin? And I'm like, oh you're my so God, close you just, to the you, point. You ran face first into the point. And you Candace still don't Owens. fucking get it, you fucking idiot. Oh my God. Like, my very minor side tangent, Candace Owens, which if you don't know, she is a political commentator in the United States. I am bringing this up because it is specifically relevant. She is black. And it's it's kind of her whole thing that she's like a black conservative because most black people are smart enough to not be conservatives. Um, and so she, she like, that's her whole, that's her whole fucking thing. When Juneteenth was made a federal holiday, she got on Twitter and she was like, Juneteenth is just a slap in the face to all conservatives and blah, blah, blah. I'll be over here celebrating the, the 4th of July. And everybody was like, Candace, baby, you know that slavery was bad, right? Like, without like, Juneteenth. Why is it bad to celebrate the day that we stopped enslaving an entire race of people like, and decided to give them, you know, okay, not give them equal rights and freedom because, you know, they didn't have that until after the civil rights movement, you know, uh, a few decades ago. They still don't have equal rights, Emmy. Come on. I, there's still a whole lot of fucking repercussions of that shit going on. Oh, yeah. It's so stupid. It's like these people are so anti-progress that they, like, have now reverted to slavery. <laughs> slavery wasn't that bad, actually. Which is so absolutely insane to me. Brandon's been taking this uh, sociology course uh, as just like I, an elective course for uh, his degree. And he's like, I, I have a minor in sociology for anyone who doesn't know. And so he's been making comments like, yeah, the book is really unbiased, but also it talks a lot about like inequality and like economics and police brutality and stuff so i guess it turns out even when you're really unbiased and you're just looking at the facts um being a leftist is just being correct <laughs> hey um do you know what the point of critical race theory is it's to analyze the historical context of racism to see how it impacted uh, the legal and authoritarian, or authoritarian, uh, well, yeah, kind of authoritarian, kind of authoritarian uh, systems uh, of authority in our country and, or in other countries, if it's used there, um, and see how that's impacted the lives of individuals and how that has impacted progress and the laws that have been made since. Um, that's all it is. And, uh, big part of that comes down to the fact that there was a horrible inequality in the legal system, just in terms of literal on paper laws until a few decades ago. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Not, not even how the law is, is, uh, 
is executed, but literally the how the law is written. Yeah. Because a lot of the inequality now is in execution of the law. I mean, and, there is still, I mean, but slavery is still legal in the United States. Yeah. Like, in it's case you don't know. Except for the fact that <laughs> predominantly non-white people are arrested and put in prisons. Yes. Which comes down to the fact that a lot of the laws that they get imprisoned for were made specifically to target those groups of people, but... <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about how uh, the government planted crack in Detroit in the 1970s, or is that a rant for another day? <laughs> Look, the Reagan people from the Reagan administration have literally admitted... Was it Reagan or was it Nixon? It was Nixon. Well, it was, it Nixon, was Nixon, then Nixon. Reagan. Uh, that all of the shit about weed and about uh, crack and cocaine was just made up shit that they said to justify ostracizing majority leftists or at that time it would be the anti-war hippies uh, (laughs) who smoked a lot of weed uh, and black people. Uh, They wanted to have excuses to imprison them and to... Uh, delegitimize their points and their political strength. That was it. That was the entire purpose. Yeah. Do you feel like a weight has been lifted off of you? No, because I didn't talk about the tents yet. Here's the fucking deal. (laughs) You want to bitch about how a certain city has a lot of homeless people? Well, you know what? That's what fucking happens when you don't use your taxes to fund the well-being of everybody in your society. And not only that, it's what happens when majority of cities make it literally illegal to be homeless, either putting you in prison if they continue to catch you out or giving you fines that you literally can't afford to pay because you're fucking homeless. Yep. And somewhere decides that, hey, we're not going to put these people in prison for literally just not being able to live in a house. Yeah. It, it's it's the, the criminalization of homelessness. And that's what I'm going to call it. I'm not going to call it the criminalization of setting up a tent on public property it's i'm going to call it the criminalization of being homeless because that's what it is um in specifically austin which is what it's if it's not obvious that's what has gotten us so incensed recently um is the latest in just a cycle of of these of these new laws being passed because austin has a lot of raised highways and that means that there's a lot of unused turf underneath these highways which means there are a lot of people who set up tents under them. When Brandon and I went down there recently for our anniversary, there was a lot of them. A lot, like, I'm not, I'm not just saying like, oh, there's another highway, there's six tents. It was like full on little tent. They were neat. I'm not going to lie. They were tent cities. They were pretty cool. Um, If you've ever seen Rent, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Uh, but, and it's just like, they're just there like doing their own thing. And there are people who will try to be like, well, they just like being homeless. Okay. Who gives a fuck? Like they're not doing anything wrong. They're just living there. If if some, I'm sure there are some people who are homeless in Austin who just, they like subsisting in homelessness better than they liked trying to fit into the system. And that is fine. I do not have an issue with that. As long as they are 
doing no harm and taking no shit. I don't really care. Okay. There are way more people than that who just can't get a job or hold a job. How many jobs have you had where they're on your first day? They're like, all right, two forms of ID. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. I've had to give two forms of ID. And ever since I turned 21, high school ID doesn't cut it anymore. So I have to have some other fucking kind of ID. Luckily, I have a passport. So I don't have to have a second form of ID because you can only have an American passport if you're an American citizen. But so if you go into a job and they're like, you need two forms of ID. I don't have an ID. Okay, go get an ID. I don't have any money to get an ID. I also don't have an address to put on an ID. And most places will not give you an ID if you don't have an address. So they don't have an address to put down for their ID. It is becoming more and more illegal to put down other people's addresses to put on your ID. They don't have the money to get an ID in the first fucking place. So how are they supposed to get a job? Most jobs that I've applied to have also required me to list seven years worth of residences. Yes. Which is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. You don't need to know that. Yeah. And they don't need, it is not any of their fucking business where I've lived over the past seven years. Even if you have a state ID. So I, when I use my driver's license, that's not enough. I have to have a second form aside from my driver's license to get a job, whether that be a birth certificate, my social security card or something else. What happens if I don't have those? I don't have a social security card. I have to order new ones. I haven't had one in a long time. In order to order new ones, you have to have an address. You also have to have money. money. Existing in this country, you cannot exist in this country without paying money. And that is why the voter ID thing is such a hot fucking issue right now. Because you cannot tax someone to go to the poll. You cannot put going to a poll, it is one of your inalienable rights. All of you 2A people out there who are so obsessed with your inalienable right to have a gun, voting is an inalienable right of living in this country. Now, you cannot ask someone to pay money to vote, but you can ask someone for an ID to vote. But what do you need to get an ID? Money. Therefore, requiring ID when you go to the voting booth is a form of a poll tax. So what- What's the solution to this? Make it free. Exactly. To get IDs. People think the conservatives are so up in their fucking panties thinking that leftists and liberals want everybody to just be able to vote without giving any form of ID. No, stupid. I think you should have an ID to go to the polls so we can verify that you fucking live in the area where you're voting. But I don't think that your ID should cost you money. It cost me like $60 to go get my driver's license when I had to get it a few years ago. This is why we pay taxes. (laughs) This is a government service. You have to go to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles to get your ID. I'm, we're yelling. This is, <laughs> I get so mad when the voter ID issue comes up because like sometimes when someone's talking to me about it, I'll be like, I don't think you need an ID to go vote. 
fuck you. I can vote 10 times if I want to. I don't need an ID. And they'll just get mad at me because I'm, like, not playing into their game. And... (sighs) If you think that your First Amendment right to free speech is being violated because you got banned from Twitter for spreading (laughs) misinformation about COVID-19, and you also think voter ID laws are a necessity under our current system, get the fuck out. (laughs) And as to the homeless thing, for the majority of human history, we have been surrounded by more land. Even now, we are surrounded by more land than we can use. If you couldn't afford to buy a place in some fucking little village in medieval Europe, you could go out into the woods and build yourself a wood hut and ain't nobody gonna do shit. Yeah. But now every fucking piece of land is owned Mm -hmm. and costs money. You cannot just live somewhere you cannot just set yourself up somewhere because everything has been commodified Mm -hmm. look you are literally working against the way society has always worked (laughs) and i believe something something karl marx i believe in private property i'm not gonna say you can't have private property you can pay for a piece of land and put your house there. Yeah. And other people shouldn't be able to just come and use your house. But when we have literally, you could fit the entire population of the world into a city the size of the state of Texas, I believe it is. Into a city the size of Texas. I mean, but <laughs> Yes, but I get is, what you mean. You could fit everybody here. And... The rest of the, the the land would just be open. That's how much land we have mm-hmm. in the world. And that's just if you take the entire world's population. The American population is significantly lower yeah. than the world population. And we have a significant amount of the land mass. There are 300 mil- 330 million people who live in this country. There are 14 million people living in Manhattan. Don't even get me started on voter representation. I'm going to visualize country Manhattan. (laughs) Manhattan is fucking tiny. Yes. The point is you can very easily fit people places. Mm -hmm. Not everything had, not every piece of land has to be owned. Yeah. Uh. Okay, this has now been an hour. Yes, so this will um, definitely so, be a bonus episode. Thank you for listening to our uh, political and sociological uh, bonus episode. It's the only we use I'm getting out of it. my degree, so. <laughs> I I never took, uh, I, I did take an anthropology class yeah. in college, but I never took sociology or anthropology besides that. I'm just not a fucking idiot and I read. yeah. All right, all right. Uh, Cut back to the episode in three, two, one.